Hi folks, my name is Linda Emmett and welcome to Happiness is an Inside Job. We are the creators of our own reality, we create our own lives. Our mind is our biggest limit and it's our own beliefs, behaviours and habits constantly caught in those cycles that keep us trapped where we are and stand in the way of our own happiness. So throughout this podcast, we're going to take a deep dive into some of those beliefs, habits and patterns, where they show up in your lives and what you can do to change them. Hi folks, on this week's podcast, we're going to talk about boundaries those beautiful boundaries and you know how we can set in different types of boundaries to mind our own time to mind our own energy and to treat ourselves the way we treat other people we can think sometimes that it's being a nice person putting other people's needs ahead of our own but over time this can actually have a detrimental impact on our own energy our own peace of mind and our own self-respect if we're constantly putting others' needs ahead of our own, especially if they're not doing the same back to us. If we continue to breach our own boundaries, allow people to overstep our boundaries, we can often lose respect for ourselves. If we're saying yes a lot of the time, when we know you can feel it in yourself, you want to be saying no, or you need to say no, or this impacts other things that you want to do, places you want to be, or your time or your energy. Over time, we can lose respect for ourselves by constantly saying yes, when we really, really want to say no. As I said, we can think sometimes it's being a nice person, putting others' needs ahead of our own. We, or we can, another thing that we do have a bad habit of doing and it often shows up in my life and I'm, I'm a work in progress myself on some of these things we can take on the responsibility for other people's happiness and in the end it can hurt us so much because as you know guys the podcast is called happiness is an inside job but it's very very true we cannot create other people's happiness we can add to it Of course, if you're in a good, healthy relationship with them and you're in love, you're having fun, all of those things, we can add to people's happiness, but we cannot create it for them. And we can absolutely exhaust ourselves trying. We can tear on our own energy by give, give, giving, trying to make these people happy by maybe going to different places, saying the right thing, doing, doing, doing. And as I've mentioned, we can absolutely exhaust ourselves while trying to do this. And what's fallen by the wayside or being put on the back burner is our own self-care. Time for ourselves. And self-care is not all about bubble baths and facials. Now, they're beautiful things to do for ourselves. You know, happy days. But self-care in of itself is about caring about yourself enough to do the things for yourself that you'd so readily do for anybody else you care about. Self-care is about learning to parent yourself. Like when you're going to flick on that next Netflix episode or put on another movie and saying to yourself, you know, I have to be up in six or seven hours. It's caring enough about yourself to say, no, I need me sleep. I want to be filled with energy tomorrow and have a good day. Come on, Linda, off you pop up to bed. That's self-care. 
managing your own time and energy, what you give your time to, that's self-care. Making time for what you're putting into your own body, your healthy eating, that's self-care. Having time for your, your breakfast, your lunch, your dinner, your snacks, having time to plan your food, that's all self-care. But we can knock all these things by the wayside at times, putting other people's needs ahead of our own. And sometimes this is because we are so afraid that we'll push people away, that we can fall into habits or behaviours with them, and especially the ones closest to us, because that's where the biggest amount of our emotion is attached, our biggest love emotions, but also our greatest fears. And we can really fall into very detrimental habits of behaviours because we're afraid either they'll argue with us, stop speaking to us or at worst leave us. And to avoid that, we can continually breach our own boundaries, trying to give them what they want. And we can be so caught up in that, that our own health and our own well-being starts to be impacted. And one of the bigger things that shows up is we can actually start to either resent that person or resent ourselves, get angry with ourselves because we feel like we're, we're weak, we're a doormat. Uh, we let people walk all over us. We give away our power. We don't say no. And we can actually build frustration and resentment towards ourselves. And again, those levels of stress in your body are again uh, making you feel awful, but also impacting your, your energy levels. So looking at what types of different boundaries that there are and how we can go about starting to put some of them in place. And what we'll probably all find is we're we're stronger in some in some places at setting boundaries than we are in others. There's others we can, we can struggle with a little more. So what we'll do now, folks, is look at a few different types of boundaries. And you can take a look and a think on your own life. And we'll look at different steps and different ways of, of implementing healthy boundaries. So one of the first types, and this one in particular is actually quite important to me, it's physical boundaries. We... Meet people day to day, friends, family, and some of us are more tactile than others. Some of us love to to touch other people, to to give them a hug, to give them a kiss, to you know these types of things. And there's others that are really uncomfortable with that. Like we've all walked into events, places, are being greeted by met people and being greeted, and they reach out to give you a hug. And for some of us, when it's your first time meeting that person, I, I know for me personally, I, I'm not great in that space. It makes me uncomfortable if I don't. I, for me, hugs are very personal. And of course, I, I hug people I know well, but you're, I think you're, you're giving something of yourself when you're hugging someone. Um, and for me to do that with, with someone I've only met, <laughs> I actually end up looking like a wrestler because... I, I tense up, my shoulders go up and it's this really awkward um, kind of a pat type of hug. So now I know that that actually makes me uncomfortable. So now I just say I, I, I'm not really a hugger. And I just leave it at that. Possibly I could be saying something a little better, but that's where that's where I draw the line. I just go, sorry, I'm not I'm not really a hugger and just leave it there. And most people take that on board. 
another place where our boundaries show up or can be triggered is unwanted attention. Now, this is a place, again, for me, I'd have quite high boundaries here because my my radar goes nuts. I'm, again, still a work in progress in this area because it actually makes me feel a little threatened or, or unsafe. Again, when you're getting attention from someone and it's it's coming into your space, they're, they're getting quite touchy-feely or some of the comments that they're making are... I'm feeling uncomfortable and I'm sure we've all experienced this. And for me, as I said, I've high boundaries there, which means for me, I draw the line really, really quickly because I know if I don't draw the line really quickly, my next go to is aggression. Because it, it upsets me. And if I don't draw the line, if I don't say something and make it clear off the bat, they will hear it from me in a different way. If I'm not communicating it through using my words and saying, pulling them up on maybe comments they've made or stepping back or putting my hand up when they're getting touchy-feely, I know I will react with aggression if I leave it sit. So again, it's better to say it off the bat, put your hand up, step back or tell them that their comments are making you feel uncomfortable rather than let that one slide on. And this rolls into our physical boundaries. Someone coming up into our space, coming too close to us, putting hands possibly where we don't want them, putting hands, you know, on your leg, your arm, your shoulder, wherever that may be, stepping too close into your space when they're telling you something, when they're talking to you. As people, we can be very different. Some people really like to stand very close to someone when they're having a conversation. There's others of us, we, we like our space. Uh, we like a bit of a distance between ourselves and others. And again, it's just looking at, to, under, to be able to set our own boundaries, we need to understand what upsets us, what triggers us and what shows up in our lives. Where, and that shows you where you're not setting them and where it's making you feel uncomfortable. Another one to look at would be definitely emotional boundaries. And emotional boundaries ties very much in and around, guys. And this shows up for all of us at times. How we allow other people to speak to us. And this can show up in so many ways, be it in an argument or in a confrontation of any sort, people raising their voices at us, roaring and shouting, cursing, saying really nasty things. There's, there's so many ways our, our emotional boundaries can, can be triggered. And again, it is drawing the line by walking away, by saying I'm ending this conversation until you're able to speak to me in a respectful manner by pulling people up on what they're saying. Because the thing is, as I've mentioned, if we don't communicate through our words, you are guaranteed we will communicate in another way. Be it with our passive aggressive behaviours, whether we ignore them, um, whether we make smart comments, whether we stop being around that person. If we are not communicating our boundaries in one way, 100%, we will communicate them in another. So definitely saying it off the bat, one protects, protects you. As I mentioned, if I don't protect my own physical boundaries, 
I know I will respond with aggression. I absolutely know. I know it makes me feel threatened. It makes me feel unsafe. I'm still working on that. So I know I will react rather than respond. So it's better for me and that other person, whoever that lucky sucker is, it's better for me to to make that clear off the bat because otherwise they, they will be getting it from another way that I communicate, which won't be as nice. So that's something I've learned and again, as I've mentioned, it's looking at where they're showing up in your lives. Time boundaries. Now, for all of us, we're not great here. I work for, for myself. So there's something we don't tend to take on board a lot. It takes discipline to start something. But it also takes discipline to stop yourself doing that thing as well. Like say you've you've committed to whatever it is, say in the workspace you've committed to doing answering emails for an hour and a half and you kick off, you, you're disciplined, you start off, you start answering them emails or you start doing whatever task or project that is, be it in your personal life or work life. It takes as much discipline to when you've reached the end of that hour and a half to stop yourself then doing it and move on to the next thing that's your priority, the next thing that you've committed to. Because what can happen for us is, again, where our time boundaries, we can get so caught up in doing things for other people or in the workspace and pulling some value from that, that we're giving so much of our time away to these things that you can be left in a space where there is no is no time for you or the time that's for you, you're absolutely exhausted in. And again, this breeds resentment in us. So looking at what time boundaries you have in your work life, in your personal life and setting them for yourself and remembering it takes as much discipline to stop as it does to start. And this one rolls right into your your energy boundaries, because if you're given massive chunks of time to things you you don't want to be doing or, or other people or work or any of those spaces, it zaps your energy over time and leaves you with very little energy to be making yourself a priority. So looking again, as I say, looking at the spaces in your life where it's shown up, it's different for all of us with boundaries. Some of us are superb with boundaries and some of us get a lot of our value from what we do for others. So we aren't great with boundaries. Financial boundaries is the last one, guys, that we're going to look at. And Financial boundaries is very important in that, you know, we're always telling ourselves, if I had more, I'd do this, I'd do that, I'd do the other. But looking at what you're spending your, your money on, what your dreams and goals are and what you could be doing within your own financial space to, to control that, to change that and setting boundaries on yourself. Maybe not diving on Amazon or Shein or all those beautiful spaces and buying all those lovely things that you may or may not wear or may or may not fit in your wardrobe and looking towards your bigger goals, your dreams, what you really, really want and putting, writing down financial boundaries and what you're going to stop yourself doing to achieve those goals. So there are most of the different types of boundaries covered there, guys, and where you might see yourselves. And now we're going to start looking at a few things you can do to help you and I can do to help you manage 
your boundaries better. Start noticing how many times you say sorry in a day or a week. And actually ask yourself, we can be in the habit of saying sorry constantly. Ask yourself what you're saying sorry for. Sorry, sorry for being there. Sorry for speaking. Sorry for being in the way. What? What are you sorry for? So start looking because that's a habit I was in for a long time and still it shows up quite a bit. So start paying attention to many times a day you're apologising for yourself and ask the question, why am I saying sorry? I have a right to be here. I have a right to speak or wherever that is. And look at how often you're apologising for yourself. Another one. <laughs> this one is, you know, a bit more passive aggressive and it does show up for us all. When we're asked to do something and it can be, for me, I've experienced, it shows up more with family and we kind of go, mm, uh, yeah, okay then. Hoping, hoping guys, that the other person realises that you really, that was really a no and they don't or they don't care because they're getting their own needs met. And then we do the thing and feel pretty resentful that they didn't acknowledge that you're, mm, yeah, okay, then go on, was really a no. So setting boundaries for ourselves in and around that and practicing the beautiful art of saying no. This is something we can all do with um, learning a bit. And this is absolutely creating a beautiful, healthy boundary saying no. Another place we can really walk on, and again, this one shows up, well, it can show up in work as well, um, but in our personal relationships. The way we allow people to speak to us sometimes. As I mentioned, this shows up a lot in families and we kind of accept it as that's the way that person is or they're my parent, my mom, my dad, so it's okay, but it's not okay if it's actively hurting you. You know, like, Jesus, you look awful, or did you put on weight? It's not okay, and chances are that person knows that those comments land and they, and they do hurt. So if it's a thing you're in that scenario and these things are hurting, uh, well, then definitely setting in a boundary to protect your own heart and your own feelings, setting a boundary around there. Now, Sometimes be family members that do say things and it doesn't hurt. I remember my amazing grandmother, my nanny, every time I went into the house, she would say to me, did you not wash your hair? And the thing is, I've, as a lot of you may know, I've read her and she loved red hair. And I used to put buckets of mousse and hairspray and everything else into it and it used to darken it a lot and she didn't like that so her way of putting that across passive aggressively was did you not wash your hair now to be honest guys I would give absolutely anything in the world to hear her say that right now and it, it, it didn't hurt any either so we do also have those points in our family, people in our family and things they say. And it may be a comment like that, but it doesn't hurt. But if it does and it's happening to you regularly, cut it. Actually say the words. That hurts. Another thing that you can do, and this is something I've started building in, which is why it's fresh in my head, is make a commitment to yourself per week 
When you notice that you're feeling overwhelmed, tired or frustrated, and we're all aware of this when it's happening, set a no compromise deal with yourself that you're doing something for yourself then. You're going to step away, you're going to walk away. You're not going to get much more done anyway if you're feeling overwhelmed and frustrated because your, your critical thinking is hopped offline there. You're exhausted and you're tired. And if you take a mindful break, a walk away, do something lovely for yourself, that'll recharge and rejuvenate you. Plus, this is the only life you have. You deserve it. Asking yourself questions like, what makes you feel pressured? What situations or what people in your life make you feel pressured? This very much shows you where your, your boundaries are being crossed or being breached. Are there particular people that you constantly accommodate or you feel you're constantly accommodating them? And give yourself permission to have those conversations. Because A, you deserve it, you will probably earn the respect of that person. And not only that, it helps you hold on to your own respect, your respect for yourself. Raise your needs, have the conversation, raise them in a calm, confident manner. And when you're going into these conversations, think to yourself before you go in, what's the outcome I want to get from this conversation? So what do I need to say to, to get that outcome? And as I mentioned earlier, Set some non-negotiable boundaries for yourself. Look at what you value the most in your life, what you love, what brings you joy. And set some boundaries in and around you doing that. And that is not up for compromise or debate. They're the things that you do for you. When you think of it, guys, we actually walk all over ourselves far more than anyone else walks all over us. So setting those healthy boundaries for ourselves and not allowing ourselves, I suppose, to walk all over ourselves and treat ourselves badly is key. Respect your own needs and wants first. And when people see you respecting your own needs and wants and realise you have those beautiful boundaries and you don't cross them, they're less inclined to cross them too. And if you notice that someone is getting angry with you because you've set that boundary, you have to ask yourself the more difficult questions. Why are they getting so angry? Are they only in it for getting their own needs met? And look at, it may cause you to look at, at some of your relationships, but above all else, you know, if someone's continued to ignore your boundaries and crossing them anyway, um, the questions you do have to ask yourself is, how much respect do they have for you? And is this a conversation you need to have? Because again, folks, you deserve it. We only get one life and happiness is an inside job. And setting boundaries for ourselves around how we allow ourselves to be treated, how we treat ourselves is absolutely paramount in our own happiness. So thank you so much for tuning in again this week, guys. If you have any comments, any feedback or any conversation that you'd like to hear about, or for me to go back over, do send a message, an email, or pop a review up on any of the platforms the podcast is on. Namaste.